because seed cycling is one of the easiest ways that you can really support your hormones in a gentle, effective way. It's a naturopathic method and it basically helps support balanced hormone levels. It can reduce PMS symptoms. It can boost fertility, can stimulate menstruation if it's been absent. And it's not a cure-all, right? But when incorporated consistently, it's a great way to really take advantage of the healing powers of food. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes. And I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Bay Podcast. So today we're going to be chatting about balancing your hormones, and I'm going to share with you a naturopathic method called seed cycling. So it, it is something around like 80% estimated about 80% of women suffer from hormone imbalance, especially <clears throat> when we have endometriosis, right? And so endo isn't a hormonal disease, but there is a hormonal component to learning to manage and live well with endometriosis, right? And if you Google like endometriosis, you're going to see all of these contradicting things on how to balance hormones and what you should and shouldn't be doing and you should be fasting and you should be vegan and you should be cutting out all of the fun things in your life and sticking to a strict elimination diet and all of these things. And the truth is a lot of those things aren't really necessary, right? Like our bodies, women's hormones are a complex system and they really function on like a delicate balance, right? And they're influenced by our diet, our exercise, our sleep, stress levels, environmental toxins, so many things. And causing stress in the body by completely eliminating things or not eating a nutrient-dense diet uh, can actually really make wreck havoc on our hormones, right? Which only plays into some of our symptoms, especially with endometriosis, right? And again, diet isn't the only thing, like I just said, it's diet, exercise, sleep, stress levels, environmental toxins. Any of those factors can throw our hormones out of whack, right? And a slight hormone imbalance can become an underlying issue for a number of health concerns, right? Like irregular periods, acne, PCOS, thyroid disorders, chronic fatigue, so many things, right? And with endometriosis, if our hormones are already kind of a little imbalanced or hormone imbalance kind of plays a part with the progression of the disease, we want to try to get our hormones as balanced and as leveled out as possible, right? And Seed cycling is a really cool and easy way to help do that, right? And I'll share a little bit about seed cycling here in a little bit, but let's kind of chat about hormone imbalance in general, right? Because it can show up as irregular periods, heavy periods, no periods, 
hormonal acne, PMS symptoms, and this is not like PMDD, just like PMS symptoms like sore breasts and like mood changes and things like that, painful periods, ovarian cysts, infertility, all of those are signs of hormone imbalance, bloating and digestive issues, pelvic pain, like all of that, right? And most of our pelvic pain with endometriosis is from the lesions. It's from having that chronic pain and those nerves and pain pathways being rewired, right? Um, but hormone imbalance can also play a part in pelvic pain, right? And the two main causes of the hormone imbalance are nutrient deficiencies and environmental toxins, right? And because, especially in the U.S., there's an increased amount of processed foods in our modern diet, which depletes our nutrients. There's depleted nutrients in the soil of all of our like crops that are growing, right? And so nutrient deficiency has become a leading cause of hormonal imbalance in women in the United States. And when your body is short on micronutrients, it really begins to cut corners. And what that looks like is an inability to produce and release enough progesterone to effectively end your cycle or ovulate, right? And bring on your period without significant side effects like PMS, bloating, and acne. And so your body uses the little iron, magnesium, zinc, vitamin D that it does receive from, from the incoming nutrients for essential survival functions, meaning fewer nutrients, if any, for your hormones, right? And so really eating a nutrient-dense diet is key and drinking a wide range of whole foods, dark leafy greens, fiber-rich grains, seeds, probiotics, animal proteins, right? Eating animals from nose to tail is really beneficial for our bodies. Like we need those micronutrients for our bodies to function normally, right? And if you are really strict vegan for ethical reasons, like I suggest you go listen to episode... I'm going to have to look it up real quick. It's with, I've done a couple different episodes with Katie from Heal Endo. And well, I did one episode with Katie from Heal Endo and she is a nutritionist and she used to be a vegan and she struggled for years with infertility and endometriosis and all of these things, right? And she switched her diet to more of an ancestral diet, eating animals nose to tail, like eating local produce and farmed things from her area and seasonal fruits and vegetables. And she was able to get pregnant in like three months. Um, it's episode 66 of the Endo Bay podcast, how to improve fertility and reduce endo pain with the ancestral diet. I also suggest you go and listen to episode 69, how to improve painful IBS symptoms and endo belly with registered dietitian, Christy Lee. So that's episode 66 and 69. I highly recommend those just really diving deep into nutrition for endometriosis and for hormone balance and for IBS and endobelly and all of those things because nutrition plays a huge part in it and eating a nutrient-dense diet is key. It's like one of the main pieces of the endo puzzle, right? And helping you learn how to have more good days than bad and helping you balance your hormones and reduce endobelly and bloating and pain and all of those things, right? Diet is a huge part of that. So again, I would go listen to all of those, those two episodes. Um, 
because today we're mainly just going to be talking about using seed cycling as a way to support your hormones, right? Because again, 80% of women suffer with hormone imbalance and that's probably a lot higher. I don't know the actual statistic um, in people with endometriosis, right? And again, endo isn't caused by hormone imbalance. It's not caused by excess estrogen. Reducing your hormones with medication isn't going to stop the endo growth at all. But improving gut health, improving your, like balancing your hormones, mental health, diet, like all of these things play into you having more good days than bad, right? So let's kind of dive into seed cycling, right? Because seed cycling is one of the easiest ways that you can really support your hormones in a gentle, effective way, right? And it's a naturopathic method um, and it basically helps support balanced hormone levels. It can reduce PMS symptoms. It can boost fertility. It can stimulate menstruation if it's been absent. And it's not a cure-all, right? But when incorporated consistently, it's a great way to really take advantage of the healing powers of food. And honestly, like, I learned about seed cycling on on a podcast, like, five years ago when I first moved to Austin. And I can't think of the the company right now. I was listening to a podcast. It was this woman who I think it's called Food Period, um, but they basically have seed cycling bites, and it's like a subscription that they um, they send you the different like hormone bites for the different phases of your cycle. So you like eat these to help regulate your cycle. And the woman's story really really hit home with me, and so it was something that I really wanted to try when I was coming off of my Mirena IUD. And so the woman's story, she had all of these health issues. Um, I believe she'd been on chemotherapy and so she didn't have a period at all. And she really wanted to get her body back functioning the way that it was supposed to be. And so she learned about seed cycling and she tried it and her period came back within three months. Right. And that was kind of the same journey for me. After I heard that, I was like, wow. And so I got off, I took my IUD out um, that I'd had for like the last eight years. And my horm- or my periods were pretty irregular. Um, so I started seed cycling and within three months they've been regular and I ha- I stopped. I think I seed cycled for about six months and then I stopped and I haven't really done it since then again. Um, that was in 2018, but my periods are very regular. They're short, like four days, five days, um, well, three to five days, depending on no, they're never three, four to five days, depending on what it is. And they're light and they're not that heavy like they used to be. Like that was one of the main reasons I got on birth control in the first place when I was in my teens was because I was having two week long periods, just like clots. Right. And they weren't necessarily debilitating. They were just really heavy. And so I was getting anemic and all of these things. Right. And it's hard to believe that now like my cycle is extremely regular and it's like I have one heavy day, but then it's like medium and light days, right? And I really attribute it to the seed cycling, right? And then consistently like improving my gut health and my hormone health and exercise and sleep and all of those other things I said in the beginning. But I think seed cycling really was the Kickstarter to all of this, right? And so i I want to share it with all of you if you don't know what it is, right? And so it really is for anybody who is experiencing signs of hormone imbalance. 
right? And so it's basically the practice of eating specific seeds during two main phases of your menstrual cycle. And it can be done at any stage of a woman's life, right? It doesn't really necessarily have to be bene- like beneficial for like certain age group. Um, it can be really beneficial when you're coming off birth control or when you're struggling with post-birth control syndrome, like acne, irregular periods, missed periods, PMS, things like that. Um, and to really understand seed cycling, you need to understand the two main phases of your menstrual cycle, right? So the first 14 days of your menstrual cycle is the follicular phase, right? And so that is from day one of your period until ovulation, right? Ovulation happens on day 14. And then the following days, the following 14 days make up your luteal phase. So those are the two phases. You have your follicular phase and your luteal phase, right? So the follicular phase is pre-ovulation. The luteal phase is post-ovulation, right? And so when your hormone levels are balanced, estrogen rises during the first half of your, your cycle and progesterone rises during the second half of your cycle, right? And an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone can contribute to PMS symptoms, menstrual cramps, acne, a short luteal phase, and ovulation, which is where you don't ovulate, irregular cycles, no period, right? And, right, if you don't have a period or you have irregular periods, like if you don't have a typical 28-day cycle, right, that is totally okay. Most women don't. I really recommend tracking your cycle if you don't have a cycle. Basically, you're going to start on day one, right? So day one is the first day of your period. And if you don't have a period like I was just talking about, you're going to start on the new moon, right? Because this, the idea behind this, like women first forever, like women used to be synced up to the moon. That's why like when women get together, like our periods kind of sync up together. It's because we are a collective. Our bodies are cyclical. And so if you don't have a period, begin on the new moon. Or if you do have a period, you're going to begin this cycle on the first day of your period. Right. And so for the follicular phase, again, this is days one through 14. You're going to consume a tablespoon of raw ground flaxseed and a tablespoon of raw ground pumpkin seeds, right? And the goal is to really regulate estrogen and focus on healthy omega-3s to reduce inflammation and prepare your body for ovulation, right? And so why we do flaxseeds and pumpkin seeds in the very, for the first half for the follicular phase is because flaxseeds are high in lignans, which block excess estrogen, and they're high in omega-3s. And pumpkin seeds are high in levels of zinc and high in levels of omega-3 and omega-6, right? And having that healthy omega-3, omega-6 balance is so important. And so again, one tablespoon of raw ground flaxseeds, one tablespoon of raw ground pumpkin seeds every single day for the first 14 days, right? And again, this first phase, we want to support estrogen levels while preventing excess estrogen, right? To help support the body for ovulation. And so in doing this on day 14, you should have ovulation or day 15, I suppose, um, because it's the second half of the the cycle. And when that happens, we're going to begin the luteal phase, right? So the luteal phase is days 15 through 28. 
So the second half of your cycle after ovulation. And again, if you don't have a period, you're going to begin the luteal phase on the full moon, right? So the follicular is on the new moon. Luteal is on the full moon. And it always confuses me because I think full moon follicular, but they're opposite, right? So new moon follicular, full moon luteal. And the goal of the second phase of the cycle is to focus on omega-3s, which helps support progesterone production and reduces inflammation related to PMS, right? So for the second half of your cycle, you're going to consume one tablespoon of sunflower seeds, one tablespoon of raw ground sesame seeds. So sunflower and sesame for the second half. And the reason we use these seeds is because sunflower seeds are high in omega-6 and vitamin E, and they're also high in selenium, which helps liver detox hormones. And then sesame seeds are really high in omega-6 as well, and they're high in lignans, which help block excess estrogen and progesterone, right? So they kind of keep everything balanced. Sesame seeds are also a rich source of zinc, which helps boost progesterone production. And sunflower seeds are, again, are high in vitamin E and selenium. And vitamin E can help boost progesterone production as well, and selenium helps detox that liver of excess estrogen, right? And I keep saying lignans. And so lignans are, they're chemicals that help bind excess hormones and they are contained in the seed holes and the holes are the very outside, right? And so these lignans help bind excess hormones and seed oils contain fatty acids, which are essential in making the hormones. That's why seed cycling can work. And that's why we use the whole ground, fresh ground, raw seed, because we want the holes and we want the oils, right? We don't want them roasted. We don't want them anything. We just want them raw. Um, and so that's what I mean by all of that. But honestly, like, again, the first 14 days, day one through 14 is the follicular phase. You're going to be having pumpkin seeds and flax seeds. Day 15 to 28, you're going to be having sesame seeds and sunflower seeds, right? And you can eat them raw. You can put them. I used to make like balancing bites, right? And I'd put them in my freezer. So they were kind of like a nice little treat during the day, like a little snack when I was at work. And they were super, super good. So like the follicular flays, I used to do like a peanut butter cacao, right? And so it was a cup of peanut butter, one third cup of coconut flour, one-fourth cup of melted refined coconut oil, two teaspoons of vanilla, a half a cup of ground flax seeds, a half a cup of ground pumpkin seeds, two tablespoons of cacao powder, and a tablespoon of monk fruit sweetener. And I mix it all together, put it in the freezer for like 15 minutes, right? And then I'd use a, one tablespoon, I'd roll it into 21 balls, and then I would have three bites a day for seven days. Right. And so I would make these weekly. So the first week I would have like a peanut butter kind. I would make a different flavor the next week for my follicular phase. And then I'd make a different kind for my luteal phase one week and a different kind another week. Right. So I'll give you a like balancing bites for luteal phase, which is the second half. I did almond, like cinnamon almond flavored stuff. So like one cup of almond butter one third cup of coconut flour, fourth cup melted, refined coconut oil, a teaspoon of vanilla, two teaspoons of cinnamon, one half a cup of ground sunflower seeds, one half cup ground sesame seeds, and a tablespoon of monk fruit sweetener. 
And again, I would mix it all together with a spatula and put it in the freezer for like 15 minutes just to kind of get it nice and firm. And then I'd use a tablespoon and I'd roll it into 21 balls and I'd store it in the freezer again. And then I could have like three frozen balls, (laughs) three frozen hormone bites (laughs) a day for seven days. Um, Sorry, I'm a child. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's just a really easy way to get in these extra seeds and to get in and to really just support your hormones in a gentle way. That was delicious, right? Because really you can incorporate this into your everyday routine, right? With add them to your smoothies, to your yogurt, to your oatmeal or your chia seed pudding, sprinkle it on toast or on salads, right? You can make homemade seed butter. You can make homemade granola. You can make those hormone bites that I was just telling you about. You can just eat them raw, like whatever it is within like about three months is typically how long it takes to start seeing. So three cycles um, to start seeing results. But again, you can take it month by month and just see how you're feeling, right? Because you don't have to do this forever. Again, I said, I think I did it for about six months and I noticed I've noticed results since 2018 from it, you know? Um, Again, I also do, I don't eat crap and I exercise and I do all of the other, I sleep really well and I reduce my stress and I work on pain management techniques and rewiring my brain and helping my body feel safe, right? It's not just one thing that's ever going to make you feel better, but something can help kickstart a positive habit for you and help give you all of these other micronutrients, like it, it's a win-win. Again, just some things to note before you start this. Grind your seeds, right? I, I bought like a little coffee grinder, right? And so I would just like put my little seeds in there and like grind them up. It just helps your body digest them a lot easier because they're already kind of broken up. If you ever like have seen like full seeds in your stool and things like that, it's because it can be harder for your body to digest them. So grinding them up makes it more bioavailable for your body, right? Again, using raw seeds to ensure that all the nutrients are intact and nothing was lost in like the roasting process. If they've been roasted, you just want like raw plain seeds. I store mine in the freezer just because they were delicious, but it also is important because the polyunsaturated fats in the seeds can start to like spoil really quickly, especially if they're warmed. And so keeping them in in a cool, dark place in the freezer helps keep them really fresh. That's also why I did them week by week instead of just making huge batches. But if they're in the freezer, I don't think if you made a huge batch, it was really that big of a deal, you know? Um, While you are doing this, like track your cycle. Tracking your cycle is so important. It's such an easy thing that you can do. Um, I really like... I just use the flow app, right? But if you are wanting to do like fertility awareness and you want to get a uh, fertility thermometer, you can track it daily, like measuring your body temperature, measuring your cervical fluid, all of those things. Um, But just track your cycle and how you're feeling every day, right? It's really important to like look back and reflect on your day-to-day practices, right? Like how you're feeling in your body daily, how you are feeling mentally, emotionally, like all of that is so important. And being able to track your cycle again, you can follow the moon phases if you don't have a regular cycle or if you don't have a cycle at all. But 
If you do have a cycle, it's best to rotate the seeds with your unique cycle and your body, right? And in order to do that, you need to track your cycle. So track your first day of your period. 14 days from that is when you need to switch to the luteal phase seeds, right? And again, hormone balance is complex and there are so many factors that play into it. It's not just going to be one thing that's going to be a cure-all for it. But again, if if it can help kickstart things for you, like I highly recommend it. Yeah, I love you all. I will catch you on the next episode of the Endo Babe podcast. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and tag me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.